Recorded live. Yeah, we are crossing. Yes, we're on talk show. We're on. This conference is being recorded. Pre-conferencing and blog talk radio. Blog talk, I really appreciate your patience. I don't know what I would be able to do without you. Blog talk's been wonderful. Tonight, though, we have a wonderful go-to. If you're on Blog Talk, go to the uh, page. You'll see a link for the invite page. It has everything. Our module tonight is the six steps to breaking a generational curse, or just to break any curse. The Targeted Individual Program is a curse program. It is, it's, it's, it's just the most sick program one can imagine. We're going to look at Breaking curses. I'm going to start with um, a generational curse because that's what they try to do with this program is make it. It's a eugenics program, and then they want to, you know, take take people out, you know, uh, give them some sickness, glaucoma, suicide, whatever you want to call it, cancer and then act like that's something in the family line. We're going to bind and rebuke and cast that demon spirit of deception to the abyss, to the abyss, to the pit of hell where it belongs. So um, that is what will be, uh, the lesson we'll be focusing on, breaking uh, generational curses. Eugenic, I wish the eugenic generational curses. I'm going to start with a prayer I have for my nephew who has been targeted uh, with this horrific program. But I stand on God's word, that he has great work. And sometimes God may allow some things. I just don't like seeing him hurt. This thing is hurting him. The torture is beyond words. He's, you know, it's just the the, 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 the things they're doing is, is really is torture. It's, it's not nice. And he's in pain, so I'm in pain. And um, I've done everything in my power, and I will continue till I die exposing this sick Torture, eugenics, tormentation program. It's a combination of deadly science and demonism. That is definitely my conclusion. There's no doubt that there's demonism in it. And um, as long as I can get my, ne- as long as God and the Holy Spirit can get my nephew in the place where he's supposed to be with God, then I know we can deal with the demonism. The eugenics, the science, the chips, the microchips, the implantation, um, no telling what they do when they get you in that hospital to create zombies, to move your hypothalamus, brain hacking, all kinds of stuff to put a demon in there they're doing. You know, that stuff is sick. And that's what we're praying against, to rebuke and send that demon to the pit of hell. So this is, I'm going to open up with a prayer that I wrote for my uh, nephew, and it really is for any... Uh, person that is suffering from demons of tormentation and torture because these are real demons and they're coming out the hospital and we're going to bite we're going to pray to fight off torture and tormentation demons coupled with eugenics dear most high god i come to you in faith and in gratitude for being in the land of the living and in gratitude for being covered by the blood of jesus christ I exalt and praise your name for all you have done and all you're going to do. I particularly thank you for the privilege of allowing me another chance to meet the destiny you have created me for. 
I yield to the godly assignment you have on my life, and I thank you for all the protective devices that come with such an assignment. I thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer, and I believe the prayers of the righteous avail as much. I believe I am righteous, and if I am not, I repent of all sins, known and unknown, and I ask you to hear my fervent prayers and praises to you, the Most High God. Dear God, I'm in the horrific situation I do not understand where some evil entity is trying to take over my body without my consent, and I bind, rebuke, and send back to the pit of hell this evil spirit in Jesus' name. I do not allow, authorize, or consent to any evil spirit in me, much more this evil spirit trying to take over. I rebuke such in Jesus' name. I command such evil spirits to leave me alone entirely. I am commanding all demon spirits trying to take over my body and mine or trying to drive me crazy to go to the pit of hell they came from in Jesus' name. I furthermore, I bind up, rebuke, and send back to the pit of hell every evil thought, every consequence demon, every torture demon, and every lie Satan has inflicted on me. I decree such in Jesus' name. I command all demon spirits to leave me alone in Jesus' name, and I decree and declare a hedge of protection over me, protecting me from the tormentation of these evil spirits in Jesus' name. I decree a yoke of protection from all demonic attacks and for each demonic session to be dismantled and sent back to the pit of hell that they came from in Jesus' name. I call on the Most High God with the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, and I command in Jesus' name that I will be protected and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ against all evil spirits, from torment to affliction to agony, anguish, induced embarrassment, annoyance, pain, bother, torture, trouble, vexation, worry, persecution, and all pains in the neck. I decree, declare, and command in Jesus' name to be set free from these inhumane demonic attacks. And I thank you, God, for opening the windows of heaven to help me regain and restore my life from all the horrific things the devil has done to me. I ask you, God, to wipe away the horrific memories and put in place the godly, awesome agenda you have on my life and future in Jesus' name. I decree and declare I will be the person God created me to be in Jesus' name. And I will accomplish great things that will advance and proclaim the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. This prayer is said with the full force of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, in advance. 90 seconds. For the fulfillment of each decree that is making a way for me to live according to your will. I thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Casting spirits back to hell with God's authority. Remember these, meditate on these verses. First Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 60 seconds. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is a wonderful one. Luke ten seventeen. The seventy two disciples they returned, 
the 72 returned, rather, with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They came back saying, what? We have to use the authority. God is telling us that demons are subject to us. I command you, demon, to leave me alone in the name of Jesus. I know who I am. I know I am. I know I know spiritual laws. I know history. I know the Bible cannot lie. My word, Luke 10, 17, 10, 17 tells me I have 10 seconds. Forces. Satan, you are to leave me alone. I bind, rebuke, and send that demon spirit, that tormentation, that torture demon to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to j- join in. Get that spirit away from me in the name of Jesus. I know my authority. The Bible, God's word, cannot lie. Demand, command that demon to leave in the name of Jesus. I command that demon to leave my sister, Ann. I command that demon to leave my nephew, Elijah, Elijah Scott, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus that that tormentation demon, that torture demon, will have a civil war with all the demons and will, will they will ultimately kill themselves and be cast back to the pit of hell where they came from. They will never come back. The human beings that are praying and that got people praying for them in the name of Jesus, that they will be set free. And, and even my sister Amy, I bind that tormentation demon up, bothering her. Um, I stand on Matthew 10:1, and he called to him his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits. That's all that is, over unclean evil spirits. God gave them, Jesus gave them authority to unclean spirits. He said, cast them out. He gave them authority to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Targeted individuals, you were chosen for this assignment. More than likely, every T.I., you have a ministry, a ministry on the other side, healing, casting out demons. God has work for you to do, and that devil, he's a wreck, so he is trying to wreck havoc on your life so you don't reach that destiny. But I plead the blood of Jesus that every targeted individual that surrenders to the Most High God, and just opens their arms for God to use them to advance the kingdom of God, to advance righteousness, to heal people, to cast out demons. Wherever God wants to take you, you humbly go. I plead the blood of Jesus that you go and that every protective device God has will be with you to punch the devil in the eye and to get God's work done. I stand on Matthew 10.1. And he called to him his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. I stand on Luke 10, 19 and Mark 16, 17. Tell us we were given the authority to cast out demonic spirits from our home or other places. Ephesians six eleven tells us to put the whole arm of God so we can be able to withstand the vows of the devil. Acts 16, 16 tells us, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, and she was brought, brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. 
And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And that spirit came out that very hour. Amen, amen. Remember, it's a rebellious spirit. I've been praying on my nephew, and that demon's still there, but it's coming out. It's coming out in the name of Jesus. That demon spirit, I plead the blood of Jesus. It's coming out of Elijah Scott. I plead the blood of Jesus that that demon spirit is getting out. Okay. And these, and Mark 16 says, and these, Mark 16, verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. 1 John 3, 8 says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the Son of God. In Psalm 67, 1 to 7, it says to cast the demonic spirits out of your home or other places by sending them to the pit of hell. In Jesus' mighty name, ask God to bless your home from the top of your roof and to the bottom of the ground. I ask you, God, to bless each and every one of us on this prayer line. Listeners, the participants, TIs that are praying, people are praying, people, God. Bless their home, bind, rebuke, and send to the pit of hell every demon spirit trying to touch their homes. Let the home be a place of peace, of enjoyment, of great sleep. I bind that human research demon. I bind the eugenics demon. I bind the sleep research demon. I bind the tormentation demon. I bind the harassment demon. Every one of those demons are cast back to the pit of hell that they came from in the name of Jesus. It says, pour holy oil into the ground by the Father, Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask God to bless the four corners of your property and put on, put an invisible shield from above to the to the bottom of the ground of your house to keep all the ungodly spirits away from your property and bring only the good. As stated in our Bible, a third of the ungodly angels were cast to this earth. Demonic spirits are master deceivers. They came to deceive, to destroy, and to kill us. They cannot read our minds, but they will try to create fear. Fear is what they capitalize on. Be a demon buster. Get to praying. Get to knowing your authority in God. Get to binding and rebuking demons in the name of Jesus. I bind, rebuke, and send you back to the pit of hell. I command you to leave me alone. I command you. I know my authority in God. I know I serve a God that cannot lie. I know spiritual rules, regulation, and laws. Demon, you're lying. You're rebellious. You're going back to the pit of hell you came from. You got to get out of here. You can't play with me. In the name of Jesus. And it's not us doing it. It is the supreme power, that that sacrificial offering on the cross that comes in the name of Jesus. That's where our strength is. Okay, let's take a look. What in the world is that? Oh, boy. You know, they could just put stuff on. What in the world? Try to turn that off. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. All right, now we're going to take a look at our module here, the six steps to breaking a curse, a generational curse. Six steps to 
breaking a generational curse. This is from BibleKnowledge.com. Here are the six basic steps that you will need to take in order to be able to testing, testing. Testing, testing, testing. Okay, here are the six basic steps needed to take in order to be able to receive total deliverance from any demons who may have followed you into your adult life as a result of any severe transgressions made by one or both of your natural parents. I will first list them out one right after the other so that you can see exactly what you are going to have to do, and then I will show you exactly how to do each of these steps under the appropriate captions below. Here are the six steps in the order in which they must be done. Now, I'm looking at generational curses, of course, because um, uh, I see that, you know, they, they harmed my sister at 51. Not harmed, they killed her in the hospital. That's definitely, you know, we don't have um, 50-year-old deaths in our family, so that that was eugenics. Father, God bless him, he made it to 77. However, um, they sent him a toxic uh, respiratory machine. That machine reached his house Friday. He was dead that Sunday. But he did um, live to 77, so I thank God for that. Now, my 27-year-old nephew, they have him uh, in a mind control program. I mean, just a horrific program. In summary, if he goes to school, if he uh, studies, if he reads, if he does anything productive, they torture him. Now, you know that's insanity in America, right? You get tortured because you read. He can't read. This is how you deliberately make a young black male look like a bum. This man, and nobody wants to be tortured. He's like, Auntie, just if you could stop the shaking, if you can stop them pulling my neck back. This is how they're turning, creating assassins, prostitutes, uh, homosexuals against their will. Some want to be some. You can create anything doing with torture. It is the most inhumane uh, thing imaginable. So I was looking at curses. Um, unfortunately, um, I'm not saying that this this gives reason, but with every curse I've always read, there had to be some kind of open way. Um, he didn't do anything wrong, but his mother, we were raised in the church. She was an usher in the church, and I thank God for that. But as she got older, she went into metaphysics and astrology and is praying for him to get the spiritual warfare background he did not get when he was younger because she was doing, um, like I said, astrology, metaphysics, ancestors. We were taught to leave the dead alone and whatnot. And somewhere along the line, something opened the door for this demon uh, to tackle with my nephew. But I bind that demon up in the name of Jesus, and I claim and I decree that my nephew will get his spiritual warfare guard on and God is going to send the appropriate sources that he can build up and fight off this demonic attack because that's what it is. They look for people that are not too familiar with the authority 
they have in Jesus Christ. And they picked on a young one. I mean, there's 70-year-olds messing with a 27-year-old. This is pedophilic. This is some sick stuff. But um, it it makes a difference when your parents are praying for you, when everybody's on the same page, giving glory to God. So in this particular case, I can't speak for no one else, unfortunately, my sister was into astrology and metaphysics and um, ancestors and, you know, and I, you know, I don't know what was the reason, but I know we need, I know there's a, a curse, this, this curse here has to be broken because her son is, is the ramifications of there coupled with eugenics. They got him in the hospital. So once they got him in there, it just worsened the situation. You know, out of nowhere, he's getting these uh, seizure symptoms you know, and they, they they treat him with the Frankenstein. Nobody, no doctor, and nobody knows where it's coming from. The seizures just erupted from the sky, all kinds of craziness. And I do see, um, and it's it's a spirit because this this demon spirit tries to tackle me, and it's a spirit of tormentation and torture. And I bind and rebuke it. And um, here are the six steps and the order in which uh, breaking this curse needs to be done. The first step is the full surrender. The second step is confess the sins of the sinning parent to God the Father. The third step is to be willing to fully forgive the sinning parent. The fourth step is to break any ungodly soul ties with the sinning parent. The fifth step is to break the curse line of the demons. The sixth step is to verbally command the demons to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, here is a full explanation of exactly what you will need to do in each one of these steps and then in the exact battle prayer that I had given to to this 16-year-old girl that will have all six of these steps properly incorporated into the battle prayer itself. The full surrender, what is it? The very first thing you're going to have to do is to be willing to come into a full surrender of you and your entire life with the Lord. We have another article on this site called The Full Surrender. You can put the full surrender, BibleKnowledge.com. In this article, the author explains exactly what the full surrender is all about. It gives you all of the verses from Scripture to back up what God is looking for in his full surrender. And it's, full surrender is just knowing, look, I'm in this horrific situation, God. I give you, I give you my life. That's a full surrender. But it says here, then you give a good, good, a good full surrender prayer that you can actually use to go before the God the Father to make this full surrender with him. So they give you a nice prayer. The very first rule in spiritual warfare, before you can even begin to do battle with demonic spirits, is that you have to be walking and operating in a full surrender with God. If you're not willing to come into this full surrender with the Lord, where he will now be the one to take over the reins of your life and lead your life into the direction that he will now want it to go in, then there will be no help and no deliverance from these demons. Here is the verse from the Bible that gives us this specific revelation. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Notice the first four words, therefore submit to God. 
And notice this verse starts out with the command. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Okay. What this means is that you first have to be willing to fully submit to God before you can even begin to resist and fight against the devil and his demons to make them flee from you. Submitting to God means you have entered into his full surrender with him. You have to be willing to fully surrender every part of your being to him, your body, your soul, your spirit, along with your entire life over to him. Again, all of this is fully explained to you in our article titled, The Full Surrender in the Bible Basics section of the site. If you're willing to make a full surrender with God, where he will now be the one who will be in total control of your life and lead it in the direction that he will now want it to go from here on in, then you will now be ready for step two. Step two is to confess the sins of your sinning parent to God the Father. The next thing you're going to need to do is to fully confess out the sins of the sinning parent to the Lord. And my and my nephew, I would, you know, God forgive my parent for doing astrology, metaphysics, or ancestry, or whatever, and just deviating from the, the Word of God, or for, forgive them from whatever sins known and unknown. As you will see in the scripture verse I will list below, God is wanting you to acknowledge and then confess out those sins direct to him. Here is the verse. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me and what they also have bore contrary to me, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember. Leviticus 26:40. Why would God want, to conf- want you to confess out the sins of your father or mother when you had nothing to do with their sins in the first place? I believe the main reason could be that God may want you to know exactly why these demons are coming after you in the first place. And that reason is because of the severe sins your parent may have committed against God. God wants you to have full knowledge as to what is going on behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. And by confessing what sins you know your sinning parents have committed, against God, you're showing him that you have the knowledge and understanding that these original sins is what has caused all of these events to occur as they have done in your own personal life. In the battle prayer, I will list out below, this girl not only had to confess out the sins of her own natural father, but she also had to confess out the sins of his father who was an abortionist responsible for the cold-blooded murder of thousands of unborn children. If you can trace back through your family line any type of heavy-duty sin, like an abortionist, you can believe somebody's going to be cursed up in there. Um, oh boy. Whatever heavier sins, when, when, when you get into this part, you must... If you can trace back through your family line any type of heavier sin or sins that your grandparents may have been involved in, it would be my strong recommendation that you also confess out the sins of these grandparents 
can possibly, your great-grandparents, if you can trace some of these heavier sins that far back. When you get into this part of the prayer, you just simply confess out exactly what heavier sins you know your sinning parent has committed against God. What heavier sins that you do not know about can also be added into the prayer to make sure that you cover all of the bases with God. And I will show you exactly how to word all of this out in the battle prayer below. The third step in breaking a generational curse is be willing to fully forgive the sinning parent. As a result of some of these heavier kinds of sins and transgressions against the Lord, some of the children in these types of dysfunctional families may end up getting either physically, verbally, and or sexually abused. As a result of this kind of extreme abuse, some of the children may end up harboring and holding on to deep feelings of guilt, hate, anger, rage, and unforgiveness towards the abusive sinning parent. If those deep and intense kinds of negative feelings are not properly dealt with early on, these kinds of heavy negative emotions will settle down deep into the child's mental and emotional makeup and a mental stronghold will then form out, giving the demons plenty of negative energy to attach to and feed on. Before you can cast the demons out, you will first have to be willing to fully forgive the sinning parent for whatever they have ever done to you, no matter how bad, how vile, how vicious. Some of the abusive acts may have been towards you, even if you do not feel like your emotions or thoughts could possibly line up with making this kind of confession before the Lord, all God is asking from you at this time is your mental cooperation with him on the issue and make the best effort you can to verbally and mentally forgive your parent before God. Tell the Lord that you will not hold any unforgiveness towards that parent, that you know that your parent's final judgment will rest in his hands and that you will now let that parent go into his hands for his final judgment and vindication. The Bible tells us that any type of vengeance in this life will always belong to the Lord, not to us, and to not to any other family members who would like to try and get even for you with the original sinning abusive parent. For those of you who think you may have had a hard time in making this kind of confession before the Lord, they have this, this site has another article on the site that goes much deeper into this kind of problem. It's called How to Handle Negative Feelings When Wronged by Someone Else. This article is in the Psychological Issues section of the site. It would be my strong recommendation that you also read this article. In this article, the author gives you the appropriate verses from Scripture that deal with this kind of heavier problem and how to be able to really forgive an abuser or someone who has unjustly wronged you to a more severe degree in this life. God, through the power of the Holy Spirit operating on the inside of you, can give you an inner healing for many of these kinds of negative emotions that may have settled in on you over all of these years as a result of the abuse you may have had to put up with from your sinning parent. There is healing and restoration from the Lord for you if you're willing to work with him on it. The above article will show you how to be able to receive this kind of inner healing from the Lord if you would really like to be set free 
from these kinds of negative emotions that will do nothing but rob you of your peace, joy, and happiness that you can have in God. Now, here is why you're going to have to be willing to fully forgive your sinning parent for all of the abuse they may have inflicted upon you. The following verse will tell you that before you get ready to stand and pray before the Lord, God will want you to fully forgive all of the people who have ever trespassed against you. If you can't or won't forgive those who have trespassed against you, then this verse will tell you that God will not forgive you of your own trespasses when you trespass against other people. And with God starting out this verse with the words, and whenever you stand praying, the strong implication is really that there he may not even be willing to hear any of your prayers until you can agree to forgive all of those who have ever wronged you in this life. And if God will not be willing to hear any of your prayers, then you will have little or no chance of getting any of your prayers answered. And if you cannot get any of your own personal prayers answered with God, then you will have little or nothing getting him to deliver you from the demons who may be attacking you. This is why it is so vitally important that you be willing to fully forgive all of those who have hurt, harmed, or transgressed against you in any way, which will include both of your parents if they are guilty of this and any other siblings or friends who may have hurt you in your past. Here is the most solemn and powerful verse from the Bible. And whenever whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Mark 11.25 If you're willing to take this step with God and fully forgive your parents or whoever, For whatever wrongs they have inflicted upon you, no matter how bad or vicious those wrongs may have been, then you're on your way and ready for step four. Step four is to break any ungodly soul ties with the sinning parent. As a result of the natural parent-child relationship that immediately develops when a child is born into the family, a strong spiritual bond will form out between the child and his parents, and if one or both of the parents end up abusing that child over a period of many years, this is why it's such a shock to a child's senses when they first start to receive any kind of extreme abuse from sinning abusive parents. Their first natural reaction is that there must be something wrong with them or that they must have done something wrong themselves to warrant receiving this kind of abusive behavior. It isn't until the child starts to get older, wiser, and smarter that they start to see the abusive and sinning parent for what they really are, someone who's acting out on very sick and evil impulses with no effort to try and control it. When a sinning, abusive parent gets this far out of control and is doing horrible things to their children, then what the child must do when they get old enough to understand all of this is to break any ungodly and unhealthy soul ties that may have formed out earlier on in the family with the sinning parent. The sinning parent will always be your natural parent by blood, but that does not mean you have to stay spiritually attached to the evil or the sinning or dysfunctionalism that they've, that they've done. A soul tie is any type of spiritual bonding that can occur between two people who have entered into any kind of personal relationship. 
a soul tie can occur between two spouses, two friends, two siblings, and between a parent and a child. A soul tie can be a good and healthy one, like what occurs between two people who marry for true love and who are capable of loving their children and their friends in a good and healthy and a godly manner. However, a soul tie can also be a bad one, with the personal relationship becomes dysfunctional with one of the persons becoming the dominant and abusive one in the relationship and the other person becoming the submissive one who is being abused and hurt by the dominant person. What happens in the spiritual realm is that when one person is being severely abused and dominated by the other, an ungodly and unhealthy soul tie can develop. And if that kind of unhealthy soul tie develops during the abusive relationship, then it has to be completely broken in order to be completely set free from both the abuser and any demons who may be attacking you as a result of the legal rights given by the abuser to the demons. Mm. Demons will move in to feed off any kind of unhealthy soul tie that could develop. So you have to make sure that any of these kinds of destructive soul ties get completely broken when you go into this kind of battle prayer. Sad as this is to say, this special parent-child bond that should be forming out in the early years of that child's development in the family can be completely ruined and completely severed if that parent starts to enter into any kind of abusive behavior towards that child or any of the other members in the family. What this means is that the sinning parent has gone too far with the abuse of a child over a certain number of years when the child has to break any unhealthy and ungodly soul ties that may have formed out in those earlier years when they get old enough to be able to understand all of this and then is able to do this on his own. The Bible tells us to choose our friends carefully. In this life, just because you're sinning, an abusive parent is your natural father and mother by blood does not mean you have to stay spiritually attached to them if they refuse to pull out of their evil and wicked ways towards you or any of your loved ones in the family. In the battle prayer, the author lists how the young girl broke the soul tie between her and her natural father due to the murderous spirits that were still operating on her father. If you're willing to fully break any ungodly and unhealthy soul ties that may have developed and formed out over the years between you and any sinning parent, then you will now be ready for step five, which will be to fully break the curse line that the demons have been feeding and operating on, which has been giving them the full legal right to be able to keep attacking and tormenting you over all these years. Mm. Break the curse line of the demons. Once you have properly completed the above four steps, then you will be ready to fully break the generational curse line that the demons have been feeding and operating on. As you will see in how I word this part of the battle prayer below, you will first ask God to do this for you since you have completed the above four steps for him. Then you will take his authority and his power and verbally command this curse line be fully broken in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Matthew 
that whatever we bind or loose on this earth, it will be bound and loosed in heaven. In other words, God has already given us his power, anointing, and authority to trample over all the powers of our enemy, and some of our enemies are definitely demonic spirits. When you get into this part of the battle prayer, you will be taking this spiritual authority direct from God the Father, and you will be commanding every inch and every part of this cursed line to be completely broken, completely severed, and completely demolished in the name of Jesus. Once this curse line has been completely broken and completely severed between you and the sinning parent, then you will be ready for the last and final step to be able to receive your deliverance. And this is to verbally command all of the demons to now leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. Verbally command the demons to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. Once this curse line has been fully broken, the demons will have nothing left to be able to hold on to. And you will now be able to verbally engage with them and command them now to leave you in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, I will show you how to word this kind of battle command in the battle prayer below. Remember, the Bible tells us that the word of God is our sword. You directly engage with demons by verbally engaging with them. If you try and verbally command the demons to leave you without completing the above five steps, their legal rights will not have been properly broken, and they will not leave. You must first make sure you have properly completed all five of the above steps before you actually step into the arena with these demons to command them to now leave you in the name of Jesus. Okay. Here's the prayer. The testimony on breaking our generational curse, pleading the blood against damage, what are the signs of demonization? Okay, let's, let me find the... Um, Pray, and then I'm going to look at what are the signs of demonization. How to handle negative feelings. No, I don't want that. This, I want the battle prayer. Here's the battle prayer. Remember the six steps. The full surrender, giving your life to God. Confess the sins of your sinning parents. This is a generational curse. If anybody's in there doing the occult, witchcraft, whatever, you have to acknowledge it. Like, yo, I know my mom, you know, this person, that person wasn't supposed to do that. And ask for forgiveness from you, God. Be willing to fully forgive the sinning parents. I forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. Ask you, God, to break any uh, soul ties that were came from them doing their, you know, stuff. Ask you, God, to break the curse line of the demons that decided to jump in on my bloodline. 
because of this door opener that my parents may have possibly left open. Um, verbally command the demons to leave you in the name of Jesus after you've done all of that. And then you can say, now I, I, I command you demons to head for the hills, to go back to the abyss that you came from, to go back to the pit of hell that you came from, that you have no legal right in my body, in my mind, in my home. In the name of Jesus, I cast you out. I command you to leave me, my family, my bloodline alone in Jesus' name. Um, talking about the battle prayer letter, see it. Six steps to breaking a curse.
So the young girl was truly wise beyond her years. She had been saved when she was younger. She had developed a very close, intimate, and powerful walk with God. She knew all about spiritual warfare, how to plead the blood of Jesus, how to verbally engage with demons to drive them off her. She said she was not into the normal things that most teenage girls were into at at their young ages, such as clothes, the latest fads, partying. She also considered herself to be an amateur Bible scholar, as she had read much of the Bible and was trying to do the best she could to try and understand it all. She belonged to a good Pentecostal church in her area and was very active in some of the activities of her church. When she first contacted us, she said everything was going great as far as her walk in the Lord was concerned. However, she had one problem that she could not get any victory over, and she could not understand why God was allowing this to happen to her. The problem she was having was that demonic spirits were attacking her on a periodic basis, and sometimes the attacks were very heavy. Many of the attacks were coming in at night. Several months ago, the attacks got so bad she could not even speak out to try and command them to leave her in the name of Jesus. Her vocal cords were getting shut down when the demons were moving in for their attacks. She also said that her mother and boyfriend had several attacks come on them, but they were not as frequent or as intense as the attacks that she had coming in on her. When she first conveyed her story to me, she asked that I please not think she was crazy or that she was imagining all of this. Her mental state seemed to be very solid, and I did not detect that she was fabricating or making any of this up. I had a very good witness from the Holy Spirit that her story was true and that she was really under direct attack from demons. She also knew all about legal rights and that demons could not be coming in for these kinds of attacks unless they had some kind of legal right to be able to do so. She said she had no holes in her hedges and that she that she was aware of. She said she was not guilty of committing any type of door-opening sin or transgression against the Lord that would be giving these demons the legal right to be coming after her like they were doing. She was thus a complete loss as to why this was continuing to happen to her. She also could not understand why God was allowing this to happen to her since she felt that she had done nothing wrong against God herself to be drawing this kind of heavy demonic activity into her life. These demonic attacks started coming against her with much more frequency and intensity when she turned 12. My God. They come after you this young. It's horrible. She said she had some of these attacks come in before she had actually turned 12, but that the attacks really ramped up after she turned 12. She had thus been under heavier attacks from these demons for the last four years. Mm. Since there did not appear to be anything in this girl's current situation that was giving these demons the legal right to be able to come after her like this, I started to question her about her background, especially the background of her natural parents. Long story short, her natural mother and father had divorced when she was about 11 or 12. Her father moved away out of state and he married into another family. She said her mom and her mom's current boyfriend were Christian. She said her dad claimed to be a Christian, but his actions spoke otherwise. 
when I questioned her father on her dad's background, it did not take too long to discover that the demons were probably originating from the dad's side, and then they were trying to jump and transfer over to her so that they can continue to follow her into her adult life. The distinct impression I was getting as she was describing the actual attacks from these demons was that the demons were trying to work their claws into her to try and form out a cursed line so that they could then stay attached to her and continue to follow, harass, and torment her into her adult life like they're doing my nephew. The demons had not been able to get in on the inside of her. Well, she was blessed. All of these attacks were coming at her from the outside position, from the outside of her body. God, through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit operating on the inside of her, had been protecting her, and he was not allowing the demons to be able to gain entry to the inside of her body or soul. Now, here's what she told me about her father that ended up solving this case. When she was only one years old, her dad had literally tried to strangle her. She said no one knew why he had tried to do something so horrible. She said he was also directly responsible for literally splitting up an entire church to all of the dissension and strife that he had caused. Another time when her her and her mom were trying to listen to worship and praise music. He came storming into the room with a shotgun in his hand, telling them to turn it off. I won't go into all of the dysfunctional things he had done, but there was no question in my mind from some of the things she had told me that there was a very good chance that he had demons on him. I then asked her if she knew anything about her dad's father. She said her dad was adopted, but they later found out that his natural father was an abortionist. He was a medical doctor and had been personally responsible for the killing of thousands of unborn babies. After I received this information, it did not take too much for me to be able to put two and two together as to what was going on behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. When her natural father's dad actually having worked in the abortion industry itself, there is no question that he could have easily drawn demon spirits into his life as a result of committing these kinds of extreme transgressions and abominations against God. This kind of evil, heinous activity can easily draw demon spirits of murder and hate, and they will waste no time in attaching to him and then try to jump and transfer down into some of his own children, knowing full and well that they'll be able to go down to at least three or four generations of future children as a result of this kind of extreme transgression and sin against God. Wow. It can go down to the third or fourth, just like the occult. Yeah. The fact that her own natural dad tried to literally strangle her for no apparent reason at all when she was only one years old showed me that he probably had the same type of murderous demons on him that his father had on him. I knew then that I might be dealing with a real-life curse line, with demons literally trying to jump and transfer down the bloodline of these two men's natural families. I then explained all of this to the girl and that I could then draw her up a special type of battle prayer to handle this type of situation. She was so worn out from battling these demons for as long as she had, like my nephew, 
that she was willing to try anything that might work and get her delivered from their evil grip. As you will see in how I drew up the battle prayer below, I had her first confess out the sins of both her natural father and her grandfather, who was the abortionist. I then had her tell God that she will fully forgive her father for any abusive acts that he may have committed against her, especially when he tried to strangle her when she was only one years old. I then had her break any ungodly soul ties that may have formed out between her and her father that the demons may have been feeding and operating on since she was born into the family. After all that was done, I then had her fully break the curse line that the demons were trying to form out between her and her natural father. Once the curse line was fully broken, operating under the authority and anointing of God the Father to be able to do so, then she was ready to face the demons head on and expose them with what they were trying to get away with and then command them now to leave her, her family and their house in the name of Jesus and uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I told her to say this prayer three to four times over the next several days, but as it actually turned out, she only had to say the battle prayer one time. She said when she first started to say the battle prayer out loud, she was speaking everything out in a normal tone of voice. But by the time she got to the end of it was when she was verbally engaging with the demons, she felt the Holy Spirit raise up the tone and intensity of her voice. As soon as the battle prayer was completed, she felt the demons lift off of her, and she then said she felt like an incredible sense of freedom and happiness manifest in her spirit. She said it had been a long time since she had felt that kind of freedom and happiness in her heart and spirit. The demons had literally been attacking and tormenting her every night as she was getting ready to try and go to sleep. When she went to bed that night after doing the battle prayer, she said she got her first good night's sleep in a long time. From that point on, the demons have not been back, and she has been able to sleep at night without any further problems. There have also been no further attacks on her during the day or on any of the other family members. The beautiful part about this story is that this 16-year-old girl was able to literally drive these demons off her and right out of their house for good, for good, once she was willing to take up her sword, which is the word of God, and verbally engage with the demons, commanding them to now leave her in the name of Jesus Christ, once she had properly broken all of their legal rights earlier on the first part of the battle prayer. I know many Christians who are scared to death of demons and would have a problem with boldness to really be able to do this if they were ever forced to do it, either for themselves or any of their close loved ones. However, this young girl's testimony should serve as a major and shining example of what any Christian can do if they are ever forced to face any kind of demonic attack in this life. Remember, the Bible tells us that God the Father is no respecter of any person, What this means is that what God will do for one, he will do for another. If God the Father can anoint and empower a little 16-year-old girl to take out a group of murderous demons with one simple, basic little prayer, battle prayer, said one time, then God the Father can do the exact same thing for any adult Christian who is willing to step into the arena with enough courage, faith, and boldness to walk and operate 
in his power and anointing. Now here is the exact battle prayer that he had given to this girl to drive these demons off her for good. The battle prayer to break a generational curse line. Here is the battle prayer. To break any hold these demons may have on you from being linked to your natural father. I would try and say this battle prayer when you will be home alone, as this will be a battle between you, God, and these demons. However, if you would prefer to have your mom or or someone else by your side when doing it, that is okay. I would say all of this prayer out loud is demons cannot read your mind or your thoughts. Mm. The first part of the prayer will be you going before God the Father to confess out the sins of your father and his father. I will then have you fully forgive your father for any sins they may have personally committed against you. Once that has been properly done, then you will fully break the curse line that may have formed out between you and your father. I will also have you break any ungodly and unhealthy soul ties that may have developed between you and him that these demons may be feeding and operating on. The second part of this prayer, after you have fully broken the curse line with God, the Father, is to then turn around and cast the demons out by verbally speaking out loud to them. When doing this, I would hold the prayer in your left hand and read it from there, and then hold out your right hand against the demons as you are commanding them to leave you. The Bible says that the right hand of God, the Father, is his hand of deliverance and power. As his child, you have the legal right to use your right hand to do this, almost like wielding a sword. Uh, feel free to add anything else in the prayer or just any of the wording. The way I have worded the prayer is the exact way I would do it if I was in your position. Also, feel free to show your mom the prayer before you do it if she does not have any problems with you doing this. I'm assuming she knows about your spirituality and would have no problems with you doing this since she too has been attacked in the past from these same demons. I would say this prayer three to four times over the next several days. One time should technically do it, but I would go the extra two or three to show both God and these demons that you mean serious business and that you are now going to end this harassment, tormentation once and for all. Let me know how all this works out after you have properly done this battle prayer before the Lord. Prayer to God the Father to break the legal rights of the demons. Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I now approach your throne on a very serious matter. I know you know what has been happening to me with all of these demons attacking me from time to time. Father, In Jesus' name, I want to let you know right now that I have had enough of these demonic attacks, and I want to end it right now. Father, after examining my life and the background I have grown up in, I believe these demons may be coming from and originating from my natural father. I believe that my natural father has demons on him, and for whatever reason, some of these demons may have chosen to come after me as a result of my natural father-child relationship that I had at one time with my father. I do not believe these demons have any legal right to be coming directly after me like they have been doing. 
but where their legal rights may be coming from may be my father. I do not know exactly what sins or transgressions my father may have committed against you, God. To give these demons the legal right to attach themselves to him like they have done. But whatever their legal rights are to attach themselves to my father, I now want to come against those legal rights and fully break all of them in the name of Jesus Christ. These legal rights have now been giving some of these demons some kind of opening to be able to come directly after me like they have been doing for quite a number of years. Father, in the name of Jesus, the first thing I want to do is to fully confess the sins of my father directly to you, even though I do not know what all of them are at this time. I know that you do, and I want to confess them before you as a result of what your word has told us to do on this kind of matter. Your word says in the book of Leviticus, but if they confess the iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember. Leviticus 26:40. Father, in the name of Jesus, I now confess before you all of the wrong and sinful things my parents may have ever done against you. I ask that you please have mercy on their souls and that you make a strong and mighty move on them to get them saved and cleaned up before it's too late for them to ever be able to do this with you. Father, I also know that my parents, my dad's father was an abortionist who had performed thousands of abortions. As a result, he too may have drawn demons on him and they may have then attached themselves to my own father as your word tells us that the sins and iniquity of the fathers can go down as far as three or four generations of future children. Father, in the name of Jesus, I now want to fully confess the sins of my dad's father for all of the abortions that he had ever performed. I know that abortion is an evil, heinous sin, an abomination in your sight, and I ask that you also have mercy on his soul and on his day of judgment with you. Father, I also want to let you personally know that I'm willing to forgive my father for whatever he has done to me in my past. I know at one time he tried to strangle me when I was just a young child. Again, I forgive him, God, for all those atrocious and evil acts, and I will hold no animosity of any kind of unforgiveness towards him. I know that all final judgment rests solely in your hands and that you will be his final judge when all is finally said and done. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know that some of my father's past sins and transgressions have opened up the door for these demons to be able to come into this life and attach themselves to him. As a result of this attachment, I believe that some of these demons have been jumping from him unto me, trying to attack me and sever my spiritual connection that I have with you. I believe that I may be dealing with some kind of curse line the way these demons have been attacking me over all these years. Father, in the name of Jesus, I now want to come against this curse line and finally break it once and for all. Father, in your word you have told us, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Luke ten nineteen. Father, your word has told us in Matthew 10, 1 and Mark 6, 7 that we can have your power and your authority to be able to cast out all demons and unclean spirits. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I now want to take the authority you have given to us from the above three verses to trample over all the power of the enemies and to cast out demons and unclean spirits who are attempting to come against us. In the name of Jesus, I cast out every one of them demons. They're coming after Elijah Scott, all my T.I., my Anne, Amy, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, operating under your full power and your full authority, I now take full authority over this curse line. And I break every single part of this curse line that these demons may be feeding and operating on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I now break each and every part of this evil curse line. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command it to be fully broken right now, now and forevermore, I repeat. I now command every single inch of this curse line to be completely broken and completely severed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I now believe that the curse line that has been existing between my father and I has now been fully broken, and these demons will no longer have any more legal right to continue to attack me like they have been doing. Father, as a result of my father being my natural father, I also realize that there may be an unhealthy and ungodly soul tie that may have developed between the two of us that these demons may be feeding and operating on. Even though he is my natural father, he does not own me, nor do I belong to him. I belong to only you, Heavenly Father, and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, I now ask you to completely break any ungodly and unhealthy soul ties that might exist between my Father and I, that these demons may be feeding and operating on. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I now command that any and all soul ties between me and the demons, my my Father's demons, be completely broken right now. I repeat, I now command that all soul ties that may exist between those demons, my Father, my family, and I, be completely broken and completely severed right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I now want to be to come against every single demon that has been attacking me over all these years. Father, you have said in your word that the sword of the Holy Spirit is your word. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word be my sword. Father, I repeat, let your word be my sword so that I can drive these demons off me once and for all. It says, hold out your right hand during this final, this next part. I'm now speaking to any and all demons who have attached themselves to Elijah Scott, to either uh, Elijah Scott, any of my good friends, uh, over all these years. Demons, I know that you have been on the family line for a number of years. I also know that you have all been attempting to come against me as a result of the legal rights my family may have given you. However, I've done nothing wrong in the sight of my God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I have not given any of you any kind of legal right to be attacking Elijah Scott, Amy, or Ann, any of them. I have given you no legal right to be attacking us like you have been doing over all these years. I know that you have all been feeding off of a curse line that my family may have allowed to be set up unbeknownst, without knowledge, 
uh, regarding sins and transgressions against my Lord and Savior. But all of this is coming to going to end right now. I repeat in the name of Jesus Christ, all of this is going to end right now. I have gone before God the Father and have fully confessed all of the sins of my family line and transgressions of my family directly to the Most High God. His life and the judgment on his life has now has now been fully committed into the hands of God the Father. I have also fully confessed out all the sins of my family's father, my family's sins, who was, right, or the father who was an abortionist. Demons, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have now taken the full authority, the full power, and the full anointing of God, the Father, and his son, Jesus Christ, to fully break, rip, dismantle, once and for all, every single piece of this curse line that has formed out between innocent people like my nephew Elijah Scott and Amy and the family, any any type of family line curse. I repeat, as a born again child of God the Father, I now I have now taken full authority over this evil curse line, and I have completely broken and completely severed every single part of it in the name of Jesus Christ. There is now nothing left between me and any bad, any family curse line. You thus no longer have any further legal, demons have no further legal rights to come to follow, harass, or attack me as they have been doing over all these years. Father, I now plead the blood of Jesus, of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, over every inch of my body, over every inch of my soul, over every inch of my spirit as a full protective covering. I now plead the blood of Jesus over this entire house, from top to bottom, from side to side, from front to rear. I now plead the blood of Jesus over my mother, over my sister, over my brother, over my entire family. Demons, you have also attacked my family members in the past. This too will end. I have now fully covered every single one of my family members with the blood of Jesus Christ, and you will never, ever attempt to come against any one of us again. I repeat, you will never, ever attempt to come against any of us again. Demons, in the name of Jesus Christ, I now plead the blood of Jesus against each and every one of you. I repeat, I now plead the blood of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ against each and every one of you. Your strongholds and your curse lines have now been fully broken, fully severed, and fully demolished by the power of the Holy Spirit. There is now nothing else left for any of you to hold on to. Demons, in the name of Jesus Christ, I now command you to leave this family alone. Leave this bloodline alone in the name of Jesus. Demons, go. In the name of Jesus Christ, I repeat, you must go. Go back to the abyss you came from. Go now in the name of Jesus and be forever banished from our presence. Father, I now fully believe that you have driven every single one of these demons out of our lives for good. I have full faith and belief that the victory is now ours. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Conclusion, as I said, at the end of the article of Four Levels of Spiritual Warfare Against Demonic Spirits, which I really want to see, 
I really believe that God is going to be raising up more anointed soldiers, young and old, who will not be afraid to walk with his anointing and power to move out and set the captives free from any bondage they may have fallen into. Many people are bound up with everything from drugs, alcohol, dysfunctional relationships to hardcore criminal activity and perverted sexual lifestyles. Many of these people are operating under heavy demonic influence as a result of crossing over and operating in some of these heavier sin areas with the Lord. God the Father is now raising up the banner and calling forth those who will not be afraid to walk and operate in his power, anointing to set these kinds of captives free from the extreme demonic areas they may have fallen into. We will be adding more articles in the near feature on the spiritual warfare section of our site, giving you more information and knowledge on this part of your walk with our Lord and Savior. For those of us who are not afraid to do battle with demons in the spiritual realm or human enemies in our natural realm, God can use each and every one of us from time to time to go on the major rescue and deliverance mission to set captives free. Let God raise and build us up in the knowledge and revelation of his word and then keep our spiritual raiders up if he should ever call any of us to march out and set a captive free. The Apostle Peter literally walked on water, and so can we if we're willing to allow God to build us up in his grace, knowledge, and power so that we can then move into these type of deeper waters with him. Wow, that was deep. That was really, really deep. Anybody still here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm glad Mama's here. Um, I lost the call here. And this one's on conference, so I don't know. Let's see who's here. And I gotta check. Um, I didn't check. I didn't forget you talked to. I'm gonna check that in a minute. Return to call. No, that's a different show. But uh, okay, I don't know why this isn't telling me, but it's all right. Well, God, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for information, for the reading of the scripture, for your word. I thank you, God, for this awesome battle prayer to break a generational curse, curse line. God, I thank you that you've given us the basic structure for breaking curses. God, we declare that it's a full surrender to you, God. It's a full look at where did these demons get what legal right. Something let them in. It's a full confession that we we repent. We just ask you, God, for us being in our ignorance and letting and, and letting these demons in and, and, and doing things that we didn't know was so forbidden that they may have gotten in. And God the um we we right then the soul ties Heavenly Father, we thank you for that authority that you've reinforced and we can bind and rebuke demon forces in Jesus' name. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every person on this earth that is suffering from a tormentation demon, Lord. 
whether it's through a eugenic opening in the hospital that put it in their system, whether it's from something they may have uh, picked up from a bloodline or done something. God, I ask you, God, to lead them to spiritual warfare, to the reading and the knowledge and the understanding that that demon can be rebuked in the name of Jesus, that it can be cast to the pit of hell, that it can be torn apart, that civil war can be claimed, decreed on a on demons trying to torment people in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for a remedy. We thank you, God, for the remedy for readings on how to exercise the remedies of breaking curse lines. I ask you, Lord, for each and every praying person, each and every person here, Heavenly Father, that you cover our bloodlines, our families, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you protect us from all demon forces, Heavenly Father, that you have us continually grow in your word so that we can let the devil know he is a liar. I thank you, God, for privilege, for understanding, God, about our legal rights to be able to command demons to flee. Heavenly Father, I command that demon after my nephew in the name of Jesus, after Elijah Scott. I bind, rebuke, and send back to the pit of hell. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're opening up Elijah's eyes, Heavenly Father, that he will be reading about spiritual warfare, that that tormentation demon will be cast to the pit of hell when he gets to reading God on your word and his survival, Heavenly Father. That demon will not torment him. That demon will be cast to the pit of hell. God, that Elijah Scott will find the authority that he has in Jesus' name to cast those demons out, that he will become the man that you created him to be, that he will have the wife and children and life that you have him to have, that his ministry will be strong, Heavenly Father, that he will have a ministry casting out demons, Heavenly Father. He'll have a ministry helping the induced, traumatized person, victims of sleep research, hypnotosis, mind control programming, satanic ritual abuse, in the name of Jesus, God, that he will have the ministry that you created him to have. And any curse that's trying to hold on to him from any mistakes made in the family line that these eugenicists want to hold on and use as an excuse to take him out, I bind, rebuke, and tear it up in the name of Jesus. I call, I plead the blood of Jesus to bind that stuff up. I plead the blood of Jesus on any astrological curse, metaphysical curse, eugenic curse, hospital curse, chip curse, implant curse. I bind, rip, tear apart, dismantle in the name of Jesus. It will have no effect on his life. That he will be able to have the life that God you created him for. That you will open that man, my young nephew's eyes up so he can exercise the authority he has on demon forces. I plead the blood of Jesus. And such. God, I thank you. And I thank you for my sister Ann that's always praying, my sister Amy. And I ask you, God, to just keep them keep them geared up in spiritual warfare. Let them continue, particularly Ann, continue learning how to get rid of tormentation demons by pleading the blood of Jesus. Tell that demon it must flee. I surrender all to you, God. But I ask you to shield them. But, but I, and I thank you, God, for the shielding over my body. I confess all sins, known and unknown, God. I give it all to you, and I bind and rebuke, and I stand on your word in Luke ten seventeen that I have authority over demon forces, and the demon forces must flee in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for our elders, for Amy's, my mother, Amy's mother, Anne's mother. God, I thank you for covering them. 
I thank you, God, for binding, rebuking any type of demon trying to touch them. I thank you, God, for your sovereign power over their, their lives. I thank you, God, for your sovereign power over every bit of them. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you, God. I give you all the praise. I give you all. I exalt your name. I thank you, God, for you being God. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, anybody else? Let me see. Who's here? It's a little late. All right, okay. God bless you. Your conference recording has stopped. Okay. We are down. Our next, let's see what we'll do next time. I enjoyed this thing. Um, battle pray to break a generation. That, that battle plan was awesome. We can adapt that. I'm going to have to adapt one for my next. Um, oh, a love letter from God. Good. Looks right here. Find rebuke and how to handle a Jezebel spirit, the ways in which the Jezebel spirit, and how to plead the blood of Jesus for deliverance. I want to see that. How to plead the blood of Jesus for protection. I'll probably do that uh, next time. I don't want to do it. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired too. Well, it's only well, 3 o'clock. Okay. How to plead the blood of Jesus for deliverance. We'll take a look at that next time. All right, I'm trying to turn off talk show. Let's say God bless each and every one of you. Oh, we still got somebody still here. All right, guess what? 